You've tuned into another episode of Radio Free HPC, the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and a variety of high-tech topics. I'm Dan Olds from Intersect 360 Research, joined as always by my co-hosts, Henry Newman of Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and our near-millennial standout, Jesse Lanham. In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to a brand new live edition of Radio Free HPC, the show that promises to be 29% more scintillating in 2022 than in 2021. We've got a full crew here today. We've got Jesse, who is not in West Lafayette, Indiana. She is down at the family ancestral home in Cali. How you doing? I am doing well. There is no snow here on the ground and beautiful blue skies and palm trees. So it is a beautiful change from <laughs> what I left. Very nice. Very nice. You liking that warmth there too? I mean, it, it's nice when you, you know, leave to go to the airport and make sure you kick all the icicles off your gutters before you leave. <laughs> and then, you know, you show up here and it's makes you realize that you were vitamin D deficient the entire time. Okay. You broke up a little bit there, but oh, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and just say Parents things are good with you parents Wi-Fi. And we have Henry Newman speaking from his survivalist compound located in luxurious Las Cruces. How you doing, Henry? I'm actually not there today, Dan. Where are you today? I'm in Mesilla, New Mexico. Right across know, the street. <laughs> right across I the think, street. I think you're throwing out a red herring because <laughs> uh, I can see the interior of your house and those 23-inch rammed earth walls, and that just screams out, Henry's at home base. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. Thank you. I appreciate it. Speaking of opinions, today we're going to be talking about the latest long-awaited GPU from Intel. This is supposedly the the part that's going to get them in the game with NVIDIA and AMD. It's Ponte Vecchio. Henry, you've been on special assignment researching this. What did you find? I was impressed, significantly impressed, of the amount of integration that required to do this and the the leapfrog that this thing brings to the market. It's a it's a big jump over you, really. You know, yeah, it's a big jump. It was 3D. Some of the some of the way they're doing 3D and how they're managing it, how they get you know tra- get the heat out. I was really impressed. 45 teraflops for the Pontevecchio and another nine for the two CPUs attached to it. That's a big number, Dan. It is. 54 teraflops is a big number. You know, think about that. To get to exascale 54 teraflops, it's a big system, but not ridiculous. That's, yeah. You get the petascale on 20, and you get the exascale on 20,000. It's not that bad. Well, Aurora is going to be using 60,000 of them, I believe. Yeah. So that should help them clear that hurdle fairly easily. That is correct. Now, what's not going to be so easy is keeping your data center from melting down into the earth with yeah. 600 watts of heat coming off of this thing. There's definitely some heat and there's going to be some hot and cold aisles for sure, Dan. <laughs> it's that. You're going to have to have enough fans to move that thing across the floor. 
or you're going to have liquid cooling some place in the environment, whether it's liquid doors or something like that. I was going to ask if we knew what Aurora was going to be utilizing in terms of cooling solutions, but. Is it Aurora? Aurora is integrated by HP, right? They're the integrator. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. HP Cray. So I'm, I'm guessing it'll be using some of the technology that Cray has developed over the years for cooling, including spray cooling, liquid cooled doors, and some of the other things. But I, obviously, we don't know. I'm going to go ahead and bet that while liquid cooled doors would potentially do it, it's not a good enough solution. I bet they go with direct attached cold plates with liquid running through them. I, that, that's probable. But you know what? Wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be using, I believe, four of these things per node in Aurora. So that's, you know, significant heat load. This is, you know, and it's it's not your average data center that you can put this in. You're talking, no. you know, yeah, this is some megawatts, tens oh, of yeah. megawatts, tens oh, of megawatts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's going to be interesting. I mean, my sense is from reading it, this is a very complex part to put together. It looked to be, but I, some of the integration and the way they talked about it, obviously the goal is to make it sound simple, but I think they covered a lot of things that I was worried about where, you know, lining the, lining the, the 3D parts up and how they do it with, you know, where they're pouring a compound in that removes the heat from the bottom layer and then locks down the pins between the various between the layers for the three dimensions. They seem to have covered it all, but obviously the proof's in the pudding with the integration and how fast they can crank them out. But well, as the with yields, too. Yeah, it, well, they're the yields of the chip and then they're the yields of the Ponte Vecchio itself. Yeah. Of the, right, and then here's what I would say. And you look at everything I've done historically in my career and everything I've Which heard is about legend, me. Henry. You're a legend in this business, damn it. No, I'm Don't not. Don't sell yourself short. But everybody has low yields to begin with. I have yes. never heard of anybody having you know high yields in the first 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 no, couple of passes. No, of course. But, but the key is to figure it out and then understand it and then make amends and fix it. So I suspect, given what I saw and given what they talked about, I'm not worried about the yields. Okay. Okay. What, one of the things that makes this a bit bigger bet for everybody is it's not like CPUs where if you get a not great one, coming off the line, you can bin it for lower core count or lower lower frequency. Correct. You can't, you can't, but... I mean, these have got to be within spec, and the spec's pretty tight, pretty high. Right, and, and you got and you got four of them. And the question becomes, what, what if two of them work and the other two don't? I think it's, we're in a situation where I think there'll be a third, you know, an option to do something with them. I'd love to have one, my own PC. You want one? I'll tell I'll take a tour. I would like that myself. But then again, it's not going to help us, Henry, because the workloads we do won't have drivers for it. So outside of using them to power Aurora and with the added complication of Pontevecchio and then the added like heat and, and data center, as you talked earlier, needing a specific type of, of data center that's going to utilize these, who's going to be really using Pontevecchio? People doing people doing sixty four a lot of people doing sixty four bit floating point. 
Nah. And Dan, Dan yeah. is in terms of drivers, you know, if I have to buy an HP node to put into my house and write and get some drivers written, I'm good with that. I don't know about you. No, I'm I just saying, what research are you going to do? Are you going to be using it to uh, crank out your underwater videos? Yeah, but it'd be pretty good for that. Well, I don't think <laughs> so because I don't believe Adobe's got drivers for it. I don't, I don't think Adobe's going to be optimizing or anybody else to Pontevecchio. Yeah, well, you can do a translation table to a driver and get it to work. Dan, there are ways. Okay. I'll, That's why you I'll, don't see Henry is the videographers customer. using Teslas. But Tesla doesn't have the right cores to do it. They've got standard GPU cores in there. Yeah, but they, but they don't have as many, and that's the no. issue. Well, okay. We'll debate that another time. One thing we don't know is price. I'm going to assume it's going to be high because it's a new part. And I'm going to assume that you're not going to be able to get one desk side configuration anytime soon because the first 60,000 have got to go to Aurora. I'm sure there are other people who have ordered them too that they haven't announced in smaller quantities. Uh, you know, maybe Noah or some other places have got them on order. So it'll be interesting. Good chance of that. And I'm sure they've got to get a lot amount of software development environments that to develop software as well. Yeah. So I would not expect to see this on eBay anytime soon. I tend to agree with you, Dan, but hopefully they can get a high yield and can get them out soon. It's good for the country to have oh, this is. kind of processor. Yeah, and I, I think that the accelerator wars are great for innovation. We've got, we finally have Intel bellied up to the bar. We've got AMD there, and we've got NVIDIA. Right. And then we have, we have the consumers. We've got Meta, we've, and we've got others consuming them in high volumes. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Well, you know, that kind of brings us to a question, Henry. And that is, Dan? Is there any reason why nobody should ever be online ever this week? Actually, there are two reasons, Dan, and I'm going to two take reasons. I'm going to take time to, you know, I don't know whether to use one for my catch or one or both of them for my reason, but there's two this week. So, no wait, they're not bad, are they? Yeah, they're pretty bad given what's they're going on. Yeah, I know. I'm just hoping like for one point there's not a bad one. I did one one week a couple years ago. I know. And I I reminisce about that frequently. A couple of years nostalgia. ago. A couple were. of years ago. Yeah. I think it was pretty jesse It's been quite a while. <laughs> I have known nothing but doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah, Henry is not exactly a ray of sunshine into everybody's <laughs> life. Not on this segment. Yeah. So, so what do you got? There's a new Chinese hacking tool that has been around for about a decade, they think, that uh, Symantec just found. And they just issued an alert uh, from the U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency. And it's a joint private-public alert. And basically, Chinese have been using this zero day for non-Western governments in Asia and Africa, and including all the ministries of justice they can get after. So I think they've been using it to track their, their dissidents, their own people, find out who's the good and the bad. And it's just, you know, it's been around for a decade that they've been using against governments in Asia and Africa. A decade. That's insane. Like, I'm not surprised by it, but every time you hear those statistics, like, hey, they've been doing this for a decade or like, you know, however many large number of years you sit there and you go, holy cow. Yeah, wow. I use a different. I use different words, but yeah, I do always something. 
We could release this as an explicit episode. Well, you're breaking up in that one, Jesse. So we're going to let that go. Whatever expletives you were spewing. Yep. Yeah. All right. And my second it was one not expletives, actually okay. is, is it was expletives. It I, was I agree. My parents disgusting. Yeah. I do I the second one is actually more of a concern. And, and in the pre-call, we did talk about it. There has been a huge uptake, at least on my email account, of people saying, oh, please log in your email. There's, there's a, you got to change your password or there's a security risk or we see some activity that, and we, you've got to log in and verify your account. I've received 20 or 30 of those this week. And interestingly enough, there's a Krebs article that I put in that the Ukrainian security researcher leaked some internal logs of sensitive data retired from this group called Conti, which is mm-hmm. an aggressive cybercrime. They're considered pretty ruthless, and they've threatened America. Really? Yep. They, as a response, I'll read the quote they tweeted out. As a response to Western warmongering, American threats to use cyber warfare against the citizens of the Russian Federation, the Conti team is officially announcing we'll use our full capacity to deliver retaliatory measures in case of Western warmongering attempt to target critical infrastructure in Russia or any Russian-speaking region interesting in the world. So it goes on. Did they call out you specifically in there, Henry? We're going to send annoying emails to Henry S. Newman. No, they did not. And there, it went on. It goes for another, you know, ranting and raving. Regular uh, snowbeed kind of thing. Yeah, people that really are pretty, you know, scummy, uh, totally scummy. And under the control of, you know, the Putin government. So those are my two for the week. That's enough. Sleep huh. well, everyone. Yes. <laughs> and again, another reason why nobody should ever be online ever. Nicely done. Well, since you use both of yours and since my spidey sense is telling me Jesse Lanham has no catch of the week, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with mine. And... What we did this last week in the 2022 Winter Classic Invitational Student Cluster Competition, we gave them a pop quiz on HPC history, technology, and current events. It was quite illuminating. Some teams did themselves a lot of good in the competition and uh, pushed themselves up the rankings. I thought I'd run a couple of the questions by you two. Well, I'm pretty upset you didn't use the questions I sent you because all the answers were Seymour Craig. So, I mean, it was pretty easy. (laughs) Well, I've got a couple of those in there. And Henry, don't jump right in because I know you know these. So let me just make it sort of a test for Jesse on some of them. Okay. Oh, joy. So from the list below, which system was was considered by many to be the first true supercomputer, the Univac Larch? The IBM Nordic, Sperry Cray 1A, or the CDC 6600? Oh, man. I know the answer to I, that. These, these I know you do. These are trivia questions. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll go with the Cray machine because Seymour Cray. Uh, no, that'd be 6, the CDC. Now, who designed the 6600? And there was no – by the way, that was a false question. There, That machine was not named Cray. So anyway, that was – you should have – Yeah, there's no Sperry Cray 1A. That was a red herring. That yeah, was a red – yeah. So, yeah. Jesse, you want to take a guess on who designed it? 
I feel like if I did not know that it was the first supercomputer, I will not be able to tell you the person that designed it. I you already said the word. Yes. You is already it, said the name. Is it Seymour Cray? Can I just answer that for every ding, every ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he answered all questions. I need my Seymour Cray puppet, my, my sock puppet. Yes, <laughs> I should have the Seymour Cray sock puppet out. Now, here's something. According to Seymour Cray, if you're plowing a field, <laughs> which would you rather have? Two strong oxen, a thousand twenty-four chickens, all of the above, or none of the above? This was my question, Dan. Okay, Henry, you get full credit for this, but I had it before you gave it to me. What? According everybody to Seymour knows, Cray, everybody knows this answer. To this one, according yeah, to Seymour Cray, can I read okay. it again? Do you want sure. me to read it again? Read it. Yes, read it again. Because I'm according to Seymour Cray. According to Seymour Cray, if you're plowing a field, which would you rather have? Two strong oxen, 1,024 chickens, all of the above or none of the above? I'm going to go with the oxen. There you go. Seymour Correct. Cray was not a big fan. He was not a big fan of paralyzation at that time. Or chickens. Well, that's what he figured the paralyzing folks were trying to do. So getting a little more modern, what does uh, MPI stand for, Jesse? Message passing interface. You're sure it's not multiple parallel instructions? Yeah. Or message parallel interface? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with my answer. You got it. Nice job. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that you guys would be particularly interested in. It was a fun quiz. Here's a good one, Jesse. An early type of clustering using commodity hardware has a name associated with an epic poem. Beowulf. Which, okay, nicely done. Because I remember, re I learned that at one of the SE conferences. I think it was SE 18, the first one I went to. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah, very nice. Here's a question to round this out that I asked. Which is the best HPC-oriented podcast? And let me read the answers. <laughs> let me read the answers before you guess. First answer, This Week in HPC, hosted by Addison Snell, featuring Tiffany Trader. Flop Talk, hosted by Lynn Pack. HPC Visualization, hosted by Ray Tracing. Radio Free HPC, hosted by Dan Olds, Jesse Lanham, and Henry S. Newman. Or HPC Corral, hosted by Brody. Cowboy McCracken. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. I wish that HBC Corral was real. Wouldn't that be good? A Texas flavor. I feel like flavored. that would be the show that would top ours tenfold. A Texas-themed, Texas-flavored, big computing, big, big country. That's a natural. Yeah. Big data. Exactly. Feel free big to data. Steal data big everything. But we got 72% of the vote. I feel like that's like a dictator who's administering the test, holding a shotgun <laughs> yes. to someone's head yes. and being like, who's the best? Precisely. And they all know my name because they've gotten multiple, multiple, many emails So this is from entirely me. a very true good scientific. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. This week in HPC, got 27%. HPC visualization hosted by Ray Tracing. <laughs> Got one percent. <laughs> I I do like those names I came up with for the fake ones. They are good. Yeah, I just and you know, Lynn Pack does good work, as does uh Cowboy McCracken. <laughs> so go out and listen to those. Cowboy McCracken is the best word. Yes, yes. So I think that 
is enough for us to go ahead and call this an edition of Radio Free HPC. You guys feel good about signing off now? I do. Sure I should thing. put that out to a vote, I guess, before I just wrap things up. But it's unanimous. We're going to go ahead and call this an episode. We want to thank everybody for listening. And stay tuned. We're going to have some contests coming up because I still have a bunch of crap I need to clear out. I did get rid of all my lanyards onto Dr. Benjamin Carr, which was really helpful. <laughs> but we have some more stuff that's got to go. So we will talk to you soon. Thank you again for listening. And we'll be at, back at you with another episode of Radio Free HPC very soon. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thanks again for listening.